So let's talk about what's going on out there, and let's get really specific. We're going to quickly run through what we're calling at Retrace the hypotheses, and then we're going to go into more detail on Retrace Paid. So, well, we're not going to talk about Retrace Paid. I mean, we're going to go into more detail about the hypotheses over on Retrace Paid. Let's just talk about the hypotheses. First of all, uh, our point of departure, broadly speaking, beyond even our initial uh, coverage of the topic of intelligence, our point of departure is the question, what's going on out there? And we actually abbreviated around here uh, to what's GOOT, what's G-O-O-T, um, because we say it a lot and write it a lot and we need to abbreviate it. Well, that's a big question. I mean, who's answering that, right? Are we answering that? Oh, certainly we haven't done much of it yet at Retrace, but um, that's where it's headed. Okay. So, um, and let's, let's decide or define what an answer to what's going on out there really looks like or should look like. So basically, um, an answer to that question is a hypothesis, uh, or an hypothesis, depending on how you say it, how you like to say it. Um, and, and it can't just be any hypothesis because nobody cares about uninteresting things, um, or unimportant things, or, or several other categories of un. Uh, so how do we decide which ones, which hypotheses about what's going on out there are the ones that we're interested in? Well, basically, um, we, we should use the concept of uh, current history. And by that we mean um, not what's published in the journal Current History, which I've read over the years and never found very compelling, um, Something like what will be in the history books starting from 50 years out, 50 years from now, and going on for however long the entry um, justifies, depending on how big the, big the event was, that makes it into that history book. So, you ask the question, what's going on out there? The answers we're interested in are, in are what we call current history, things that'll be in the history books 50 years plus from now. You can't really... I mean, what, 50? We just picked 50 years. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's better to say 25. It really probably matters a lot um, how uh, how fast things are changing, but we're not going to get into that. Um, what are some examples? Well, uh, the, the first, since we've been off the air uh, in late, we went off the air for a while in late uh, 2020, the three things that seem most um, qualified to be considered current history, things that we would have covered in detail and would have been trying to cover before they happen um, are um, the COVID, uh, January 6th in the United States, the, um, the, the attack on the Capitol, and um, now the Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, the Russian attack on Ukraine. Uh, so those are the sorts of things we're talking about. You can compare that sort of focus that sort of way of answering the question, what's going on out there, you can compare that to what newspapers and news channels um, and, and news commentators and news aggregators try to do. So we could, every day, we could just uh, start the Retrace podcast, uh, crack open a newspaper or a website. I mean, I know all newspapers are websites, but some websites never were newspapers, whereas, you know, the, the better news websites were once newspapers and still kind of are. Uh, they still, some of them still print paper. Um, we could do that, but who needs that? There's already a ton of that. I'm not sure, you know, as much of it as I've consumed over the years, I'm not 
sure what part of that consumption bettered my life or bettered anything. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to think about. It's hard to think about. Like, does, does informing yourself, well, it depends on how you define inform. Anyway, we're defining it right now. Is it going to be in a history book 50 years from now? Maybe we'll change that to 25 or 75. We'll, we'll have to tighten that up. If it's not, uh, it's not what's going on out there. It's not what we care about. It's not what's really, what really matters. All right. Uh, that's how we're going to answer the question. Let's give some examples of hypotheses that might be answers to the question. Now, I need to stress, we are not making predictions at Retrace. The hypotheses, um, we sometimes formulate them ourselves or sometimes we, more often we get them from other people who have formulated them carefully in, in books or in public commentary over, over a long period of time. Um, but the hypotheses are the things that make predictions. I mean, you can make predictions. Like I could sit here and say, this is what's going to happen. And a lot of people do that. And I, it's, um, it's a waste of time. It's a loser's game. It's very, I mean, you know, we're not going to do predictions. I'm not going to get into prediction right now. It's a big topic. Um, but let's talk about hypotheses. We've got a few. Uh, this is going to be a, this list is going to grow and shrink and change over time. Uh, so number one, and in no particular order, um, number one is space. Humans are now technologically capable of living in space. Doesn't sound very shocking or or interesting, but it actually has profound implications for the time of our lives, like the time that we're going to be alive. We, you know, us plus or minus 30, plus or minus 60 from, from how old we are. Uh, so, you know, a subcategory of that is like we might be on Mars pretty soon. Um, and then another sort of sub-hypothesis or subcategory is... Uh, is, is the question of the Fermi paradox? Where the heck is everybody? If if you know we understand the universe physically the way that we think we do, we would expect to see evidence of life, and we don't. Is that an ominous thing? Okay, so humans are technologically capable of living in space. That's a hypothesis. It's not. It depends on how you define space. I mean, we can obviously live in the craft that we've built on the moon for a period of time, but we're talking more about settlement and and not just on planets, but you know permanently. Um, traveling sort of thing. Hypothesis, no, hypothesis number two, uh, technology generally, um, if you think of it as an increase in individual leverage or it'll leverage uh, that's possible by an individual human being, is causing risk to outpace the mitigation of risk. And that rolls up things like AI destruction, hacking destruction, Runaway bio or nanotech destruction. Okay. Hypothesis number three, death. Uh, the human lifespan is being prolonged by new technologies. No shock there. It's obvious. Our ancestors didn't live as long as we do. Our children will live longer than we do. Um, but if you've heard it, uh, uh, the term escape velocity, you're familiar with the idea that if you add more years to your life than you consume, so to speak, using technology, so let's say every year my life expectancy goes up by six months, well, I am eventually going to die. Um, but if every year my life expectancy goes up by 13 months, um, then I've reached, I think it was Aubrey de Grey called it escape velocity. I'm never going to die, in theory, as long as I don't step in front of a truck. Okay, that would definitely be something that's going on out there and will be in the history books. Um, 
if they get written, if they're even books, which they probably won't be. All right, number four, China. Uh, the U.S. is no longer uh, the only superpower, and and um, sort of a corollary of that is war is likely. Now, we're not just saying that. Um, Graham Allison, right, Graham Allison? Graham Allison, the Harvard guy, has written a whole book about it, and it's um, and there are there's sub hypotheses or sub uh, or lemmas to that. Um, and, and you might want to rearrange that to be subordinate to the, the general uh, hypothesis that um, civilizations, say the West or Russian civilization or Chinese civilization, one of them or all of them are, are going to collapse. You know, collapse is a thing. It happens regularly throughout history and there's always evidence that's consistent with a civilization being on the verge of collapse, not on the verge, but in the process of collapse, it's a hard thing to tease out. Um, but there are subcategories to that as well. Number five, civil war in the U.S. Uh, seems um, more likely than anybody could have uh, fathomed, say, five, ten years ago. Um, climate or, or maybe generally environment uh, the, the changes in the environment, which would wrap up things like, and I don't think I wrote this down, but, um, this is definitely in the cards. Um, oh yeah, I did a uh, mass extinction event. Uh, I've heard that that's what we're, that we're in the middle of one of those. Um, but obviously climate gets a lot more press than that. Uh, climate change, global warming. Uh, number seven, this is, this is, um, this is something that Needs to be said, but it, it's, it, it seems obvious when you say it, that better, betterment is a thing, that, that life getting better is a thing, that some things make the future better than the past. Um, that's a hypothesis. It really depends on how you define better and what time frame you're looking at, um, and, and probably other things. Um, and I'll give you a hint. No, in the next segment, I'll, I'll give you a hint about how to think about that. Uh, because it's such a broad thing, you know, betterment. What the heck does anybody mean by that, right? Your, your betterment might not be mine, vice versa. Theirs might not be ours sort of thing. No, no, no. I can, I can simplify it a lot for you, and I'll do that in the next segment over on, over on paid. Um, number eight, there are intelligence differences. Again, it just seems like, yeah, but that has way more implications and, and, and more profound implications than are generally acknowledged but it is a hypothesis it's not um it needs to be tested um this one's hard number nine uh the way that i wrote it down is is this um there is a pervasive darkness in humans and then i cite anna salter and, and stephen pinker's better angels he's got a good chapter on more than a chapter on well yeah it's it's a chapter with lots of subsections on this. Um, even amongst the good guys, oh, even amongst the good guys, there is a pervasive darkness in humans even amongst the good guys. That's crucial. Of course, someone says, oh, there's a darkness amongst humans. It's like, yeah, every day I hear in the news about some dark dude. No, no, no. Even amongst the good guys, you, me, right? Assuming you're the good guy. I don't know who you are. Or good gal. You can't say gal, can you? Good guy has no counterpart that that's that's good enough. Um I said a lemma here is is uh, the good guys with darkness are yet good, and I gave a bunch of examples or guys that I think are examples, um, but had, were known to have some darkness in them. 
Um, and that what makes our what, what makes the darkness so powerful is first our unwillingness to stare it down, to acknowledge it. So, and it's that you know that the, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing everyone that he didn't exist. I like that. I really like that. Um, not a religious person, but I really like that. Uh, hypothesis number ten: wealth is concentrating. Now, there can be an ebb and a flow, and maybe you can look at history and say, yes, you know, wealth concentrates, and then something happens, revolution or some civilizational event that sort of corrects things. But that's, there's nothing about physics or the universe that makes that necessary. Um, so, what if it kept concentrating forever, or, or for the rest of human history, anyway? Number 11, I call these wild cards, things like new technologies I don't mean nanotech, I don't mean biotech, I don't mean AI, I don't mean anything that we can imagine. I'm talking about stuff we can't imagine, wildcard technology, or discoveries about reality. It doesn't have to be a technology. We could discover something about the fabric of the universe. Um, we could, you know, there's, or, or, or what's really going on around us. You know, we might not be the only ones here. There are a lot of people who are convinced that all kinds of stuff are happening on Earth, that all kinds of things are happening on Earth that most people don't accept as being possible um and that's been throughout the recorded human history those sorts of claims have been made so if you think all those people are crazy okay that's easy and you dismiss them but um what if they're not um and that's it so that's the wild cards of course the next question is given what we know or what we believe um what next so what i got here you know, how should we test the hypotheses and what can we do and what should we do? Those are questions worth asking. We're going to jump over to Retrace Paid. Come with us. This is Retrace number 17. It is March 7th, 2021, a Monday. Thanks for listening.